This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. I just said to him, mate, what are you holding on to? I said, I've just got to ask you, what are you holding on to? I said, in, in those moments, just in asking that question, he teared up and said, my marriage and, and then he sort of went through and explained what was going on and he and he just talked about it for about 10 or 15 minutes he started talking to me anyway with that I could see his whole energy in his body had sort of changed he was so much more relaxed attention and everything gone and um, I just said to him look just just as a matter of interest I said how how far can you lift your arm up now and he raised his arm and he got it up it was probably about three quarters of the way up. When he first started, he couldn't even move his arm. He could just he couldn't um, laterally raise his arm at all. But he got it up. Couldn't go past his ear. But he kicked seventy five percent movement. And then he just looked at me and he said, "Shit, mate, what have you done to me?" Hey guys, welcome back to the Stillness Everyday Podcast. Today I've got John here. John is a quantum energetic healer. We are going to talk everything from choice to the fifth dimension, how you can use the power of choice to have start new beginnings, and how not to fear your past and create whatever you want, what else is possible. Welcome to the podcast, John. Thank you, Rod. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> awesome. So there's um, an infinite amount of possibilities here that we're going to talk about, but I'd like to start with um, how you got started you know, your journey in quantum energy healing. No worries. Um, well, I guess when I was a young fellow, you know, really young, I there was things that went on in my life that I didn't understand. Um, and as a kid, you don't really know a lot of that stuff. And a lot of it's not explained, um, especially, you know, in the time when I was growing up. Mm. Because it was, uh, I guess it was, uh, it was seen but not heard. So a lot of it was shunned away. Um, and then throughout my life, I always knew there was... I have a very good intuition on things. I I knew things, but I didn't know how I knew, you know, how I know that. And then it wasn't until, I guess, um, when I really got into working in um, quantum energetic healing, um, which was back in um, 2008, that I I really started to put it all together. Um, Because what happened was I... I got out of I have I've got an electrical background because I was in mining for 27 years and there was a lot of things that happened to me during that time um, that I couldn't explain and I had awareness of things that would be happening mm. um, you know I just have an intuition of something so the guys you know go and check this out and they go there and they go shit how did you know that was happening and I said I oh, know just a gut feel like intuition but when I got out of mining and then I started to work more on um, personal levels I guess with people like, like I became a personal trainer and I started talking to people and working with them. That connection, that one-on-one connection became a lot stronger. Then I started mm. to become more aware of the energies that they were being. For, ex- for example, um, you know, if someone come to me and they had frozen shoulder and um, I'd just be talking to them more from the physical side, looking at what we could do. And then I'm just getting this, you know, like a um, drawn to ask a specific question. Like, and, and for instance, with this particular gentleman that I had, I just said to him, mate, what are you holding on to? I said, I've just got to ask you, what are you holding on to? Yeah. I said, in, in those moments, just in asking that question, he teared up and said, my marriage. And, and then he sort of went through and explained what was going on. And he, yeah. and he just talked about it for about 10 or 15 minutes. He started talking to me. Anyway, with that, I could see his whole energy in his body had sort of changed. He was so much more relaxed, attention and everything gone. And um, 
I just said to him, look, just, just as a matter of interest, I said, how, how far can you lift your arm up now? And he raised his arm and mm. he got it up. It was probably about three quarters of the way up. When he first started, he couldn't even move his arm. He, could just, he couldn't um, laterally raise his arm at all. But he got it up, couldn't go past his ear, but he kicked 75% movement. And then he just looked at me and he said, shit, mate, what have you done to me? <laughs> I just said, nothing. I said, well, you know, just in talking, I said, you've released a lot of that stuff. I said, you know, you've released what you've got in your mind because in your mind you've made up um, this is you know, what I've got to do or I'm not sure what I've got to do, I'm stuck, I can't move. And I said that holding on to was what pretty much was freezing up your your, your shoulder. I said, mm. you know, you you were stuck in your mind, you felt stuck, that you were trapped, you couldn't move. I said, that's been reflected in your body. And I said, look, I, I can't explain it. I just know that when you started talking to me, everything started to change. Mm. So anyway, that was, that was one example. And that sort of got me thinking well, actually, there's a lot more to this. And, and then the more I started talking to different people in different modalities about mm. things that they did, the more aware I was becoming of things that I could do and what I was aware of. So what? how would you explain to someone who's never heard what quantum energy healing is? How would you explain that? Well, I guess the, you've got to come back to that... Um, it, it, a lot of it's to do with quantum physics, so there's a lot of theories, and you know, a lot of it. It's hard to prove a lot of it, um, but you can you you actually know it through experiential feelings, I guess, or sensing. Um, but with quantum energetic healing, what I'm doing is I'm tapping into mind and body, so it's the connection between the mind and the body that I think what we've done over the years is we've separated it through our mind. We have so much programming that goes on that we forget who we truly are and what mm. we're truly capable of, what our talents and abilities are. We suppress them. With quantum energetic healing, what I'm trying to do for people is show them that um, by changing the way that they speak or how they think, because every thought, feeling and emotion creates. Mm. So if you're worrying about something, it comes to fruition. You know, people go, oh, you know, they're really stressed about something and down the track they go, and yeah, I knew that was going to happen. And I go, yeah, shit, Sherlock, that's because you created it. You know, you put the energy out there. I said, I said, well, what if you went the other way? What if you actually started thinking about the things that you really would like mm. in life? Mm. And, and then you started asking for them to show up. I said, so instead of worrying about what you don't want to happen, Maybe you change it and worry about what you do want to happen, you know. And and I said, you know, and then I, what I'll do is I, um, I'll share with them just some different words to use, you know, mm. do away with the words like want and need and replace them with require or desire. Mm. Um, take, and you, even when you say those words, you feel the, the lightness in the words as opposed to, you know, I want something or I need something. They're mm. very heavy and they're very demanding and draining. Mm. So, you know, just experimenting with... Um, you know, different words in different situations. And, and for some people, those words really resonate. Their lives change when they start to understand that everything that's happened to them in their past has passed, as in P-A-S-S-E-D. It's their past life and their, or their past, like even last week, week before. Those, all those things that have happened to past, they can't change it. What if they could just go, well, okay, I can't change that. You know, they, it might be something, they've had a regret or a guilt, whatever. You go, well, look, forgive yourself, forgive others, move forward. It's as, it's as easy as changing your mindset about it. Mm. You, you, you know, you might have someone that's done you harm, but 
you've got to forgive yourself for allowing the situation that happened or not seeing it. You've got to forgive yourself or, you know, don't beat yourself up over it. And then forgive others. The forgiveness part for others doesn't mean you forget, but it's it's breaking that energetic attachment, that emotional connection you've got to it. And that's where quantum energetic healing comes in because when people have memories and things of stuff that's gone on, when I bring that up for them in their body, I feel the emotion. So I don't actually get exactly what it is, but I, f- I get a, f- a sense of what it is. So I, I actually feel it in my body or I get a sense of that emotion. And, and then what, what I'm working with, with them is is to break off the emotional connection to the event. So they, they know the trauma happened, but they don't have to keep reliving it every day or go back and relive the trauma. They go, wow, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm aware of that. And you go, well, do you want to let it go? Yeah, do you want to keep hold of that? What if you um? What do you think about going back to the memory and changing the way you looked at it to change the whole experience altogether? So it might not actually be a traumatic experience if you revisit it with a totally new lens. Absolutely, yeah, and and some people do that as well. You know, there are some people that um, you know, it might be something that was um, it's reoccurring for them, so it's like a, a, re- a reoccurring pattern, um, and they keep. They've kept doing the, the same thing over and over again, not looking for something different, mm. you know, or, or to look at it differently, or to actually ask about it differently. So, what I would suggest in that situation is, um, you know, even throwing it out, throwing it out there. You know, what else is possible? I've never imagined. Um, mm. You know, what else is possible that I've never thought of? You know, those sort of things. I said because that when you're opening your mind up, you're not closing it off to everything that you've got locked in your mind, mm. but going beyond your mind. Um, and you know, for a better word, you know, a source or a creator, we we all have um, things that we just know, and we go, "Shit, how do how do I know that?" Mm. You know, a bit like deja vu and, and mm. things like that. We all have different ways that we can tap into things. So. Um, if they looked at something differently, you know, used, um, I said, well, look, you know, what if you looked at it and went, you know, rather than going into the wrongness of it, like mm. right or wrong, good or bad, but rather than the wrongness of it, okay, so what did I learn from it? Mm. Um, and, and going forward, if this come up again, what could I do differently? What could I do differently that I'm not aware of? Or what could I do differently that would be ease for me in my life? Um, and too often we, we go down the negative path or the heavy path, the, the doubting, the fear, mm. which are all distractions rather than, well, wow, what would it be like? You know, Imagine the fun, imagine the joy, imagine the happiness if this did come to fruition. Mm. So you're almost living it, being it. You've got to believe that this is going to happen. You believe that you're capable of achieving this. Mm. Be, believe that you're worthy of it. Yeah. Um, and so it's changing a lot of that mindset about you know what's happened, and because it's in the past, you, you certainly can't change what's happened in the past. But you can either change the way you think about it, yeah, or um, look at possibilities um, that could allow it to be different going forward. Um, but also, you know, for the ones that are traumatic or cause you upset, how to let go of those. And, and some of that is a combination of me talking to them so they have their own awareness and then um, also doing some energy moving, you know, moving some of the energy around in their body. And that's just with hand placement um, around a lot of the organs or, you know, thymus, thyroid, heart, solar plexus, livers, liver, spleen. It just depends what comes up for people because sometimes just putting my hand there, they it, it might give them that sense of, oh, wow, actually I just felt that whatever it was, leave my body, you know, and because they, they've stored that memory mm. 
in a specific part of their body. Um, I yeah. can I can um, relate to when you did that work on me, and I thought it was just my imagination at the start when I felt the rush of energy from my head down through my body. But then, so I just kind of ignored it, and then then you asked me if I want to release whatever the next thing was, and I felt it again, and I was like, okay, second time. And then the third time, I was like, okay, this mustn't be a, um, my imagination, and I asked you at the end, and yeah, you said it was... When you're when you've decided to just let it go, your mind unlocks it and absolutely, push. yeah. It's just like opening the doors and the dam. You know, like you've got all this pressure building up, and you get to that point, and you go, "Well, yeah, it doesn't serve me. It's not mm. not doing me any good." But you've but you, it's also about getting in, going bypassing that cognitive part of your mind, which is a logic part, where you just you're treating whatever's happened as being still real. Mm. Where, where it's just like when you've watched a movie, you've seen it happen, but it, it's happened, but it's not happening again it's now. It's gone. It's gone. Yeah. That's it. It's not there anymore. And you go, oh, wow, the realisation is shit. I don't have to have this anymore. And it is. It's a massive release. And, and it's so um, rewarding for me just to see people let that go, you know, mm. because... Um, well, a lot of the time, well, I didn't know I was holding on to any of those things. That yeah, released. Yeah, it's and and, it, and that's even that's and that's the beauty of it, isn't it? Because there can be layers of stuff underneath that are all pinning it in place. Mm. So what I do is I loop, I try to loop back, sort of down your timeline, go back to show me when you know, show me the next event, show me the one before that, show me the one, and I'll get to one. It feels like it's a wall where you can't go back any further. So I focus on that, ask mm. the energy to come up, look with yourself, ask for that energy to come up, show me the energy, so you're feeling it. You might not necessarily know the event, but you just mm. you feel it. And I go, well, do you want to let it go? And then just in that process of, wow, yeah, I do want to let it go, it's just you're bypassing the cognitive part of your mind, which is holding it in place, and you do feel that rush of energy. Um, and it is a release. And, you know, f- um, some people it's easier to do than others. Um, you know, people that have done a little bit of meditative work like yourself, that was quite easy for you to let stuff go. Mm-hmm. And, and you didn't need to know exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. You know, you just had a sense of it, which is which is great. And um, I think, you know, as you said yourself, you, you knew, you went, well, that's not there. And then often I'll test it. I'll say, okay, so with that event, how do you feel about it? What's coming out for you? And it's like, well, nothing. Mm. And that's that's when you know you've broken that emotional connection. Well, for anyone listening, it might sound like bullshit, but I um, this kind of thing that I was holding on to with a person, I met that I saw that person the next week, and barely like the month before, there was like this energetic connection still there. Like, um, and then this time, I barely recognised them. Yeah, it was like I didn't even know them. Yeah, because yeah, because any of the points of view or anything that you've created in your mind that you you know that you believe you have to do this or um, you know that you there was an expectation or there was a conclusion there about what was happened or any judgments, everything was released. So yeah. what happened was you're in a you're in a good space. You could create something new there if you wanted to, but you're in that space where everything that's happened in the past has been released. So you still have the memories there, but the any emotional attachment that was not allowing you to have awareness mm. has been released, mm. and that and that's the power of the mind. The, because we're we're taught so many things about you know, um, you know, with family, um, you know, that blood's thicker than water, and you have to give up pretty much, and you know, you do everything for family. Well, if your family's the one that's abusing you, then why would you not want to give that sort of shit up? Yeah. You know, and this is a silly thing about. Um, 
what's going on in, in life in general, the education system where we were told that, you know, these are the things that we have to do and not do and um, mm. this is true and this isn't true. But everyone's different and everyone has different past, different experiences. So with, um, you know, the things for yourself and then when you've met the person again, it's like, wow, I have I, – there, there's no points of view in the space here so mm. I can just be me I don't have to be guarded. I don't have to worry about what I'm saying. And if the other person reacts to it, well, that's their issue, not yours. Yeah. And this is the thing. If you get a group of people and you can teach them all those little little skills, then you know we're in we're in allowance of each other. We're not judging each other. We're not trying to control each other. And and often it's us controlling ourselves. You know, we we think all these things and have obligations and everything in place, but. None of it's true. It's just it's just the way we've programmed ourselves to function. Um, and you know we are like a computer. You put a, a program in a computer and it runs beautifully. But if you put a virus or something in there that's a glitch, it stops it from being able to function the way it's supposed to be. And that's exactly what goes on in our minds. You know, we have all these programs and things that learnt behaviours. We see it on TV every day. We hear it. You know, some of the advertising, the way they program us to function mm. but that that's not freeing and it and it doesn't allow people to have choice you know we all should be able to function from choice mm. and you know if your choice has no malicious intent to hurt or harm anyone then how can your choice be wrong or exactly. be bad you know yeah and, and this is it. it's teaching people that you have choice here you can go down this path you can go down this path mm. and what other paths are available that you're not even aware of yet you know and that's it it's creating awareness awareness is your intuition your gut feel you know but creating that um open yourself up to be all that you can be um and not what anyone else expects you to be you're always one decision away from just an entirely different life oh for sure absolutely it is it's it's great it's a great feeling and it's great dealing with people you know um helping them to and everyone gets it at a different rate you know Um, and it's different it's horses for courses, if you like. You know, people are all, they've all had different experiences, brought up differently, different belief systems. Mm. Um, but it's just tapping into the, the things that resonate for them and showing them that there are alternatives, like there are other ways. Mm. So, and it comes back to choice. Yeah. That's what it comes back to. The family thing is quite interesting because um, I can't remember who I said that. And I, won't, I don't know which family member it was at the time, but it's them saying, Family's the most important thing to me, rada, rada, rada. And it's like, okay, well, if family's the most important thing, then, you know, why are we, you know, arguing or why are you not having us around? It's like, it's just like kind of a statement that's, yeah, there's empty. It's like, if it was important, then we would always be together because we'd be aligned. But you're, you know, whatever, and I'm this, and we just come together and pretend it's meant to work because we're family. Exactly. um, I don't really see a problem in not, like, yeah, still love you. Oh, yeah. But it's, do we need to spend all the time together? Oh, that's right. I mean, I think I spoke to you about, um, you know, you can have friends, whether it be family or friends, but you have a small circle of people that are really close to you that that don't judge you, Mm. they don't have expectations of you, they don't tell you what to do, Um, they're good listeners, they, you know, if you ask them for advice, they might give you some options or possibilities, but they will say, look, it's your choice. Um, they'll stand by you what you choose, as long as it's not you're doing something illegal or, yeah. you know, with a malicious intent to hurt or harm, but they wouldn't be in your friend circle anyway. Mm. Um, but those people could be a friend, 
or it could be a family member. But you only have, you know, you probably count them on one hand, those people that are in that circle. Mm. Then you've got another circle of acquaintances, which are people that, you know, they're, they're friends and they might go in and out the friend circle occasionally, but they... Um, they might have some expectations of you or they might be a little bit of opinionated. They might have strong points of view on things and they're trying to, you know, control you in a certain way. But sometimes it's done, or most times it's done unconsciously. They don't realise that they're, they're controlling you, but they are. Once you, once you start showing what control and force and abuse is yeah. and people, they look at themselves and go, oh, my God, I didn't realise I was doing that, you know. So you're showing them some of those tools. Um, and look, even in family, you know, as long as people are open to change and they're ready to change, then you can have these sort of conversations with them. But if people aren't ready, if they're not ready to receive it, if they're not willing yeah. to change, then it's like fucking a dead horse because, you know, they're, they're stuck where they are. It, it, it's it's like everything. You You really have to choose to change. Because whatever's happening, if it's not working for you, you're not happy, you know, if it's your job or whatever it is, well, you've got to ask, well, if I'm not, if I'm not happy doing this, and I'm, so I'm not happy doing this for me, well, who am I doing it for? Mm. You know, and, and then when you look at it that way, you go, well, you know, well, if I don't choose for me, who will? Mm. Because if people choose stuff for you, you may not be happy, but that's probably why you are where you are. And this happens a lot in family. You know, we we grow up. I either wanted to be like mum or dad, or you know, or or completely the opposite. But still, it becomes a point of view. So, you know, family can set up a lot of boundaries and limitations. And it's it's not that people are doing it deliberately. Mm. It's they they think they're doing the best for you. You know, you get to that stage where you go, well, hold on, there's more to this. I'm aware of more things. So, um, you know, you've got to break all those crusty bits off so that you can open your mind to more and greater. Um, otherwise, you'll keep getting the same shit, and that's what happens. On the letting go thing, how like how important is or does it work if I want to let something go to write it down and say I desire to let this go or I have a desire to yeah. release this? Is it work or do you... Well, for some people it does. Um, some people, you know, writing stuff down is really good for them, either for one, remembering that what they want to remember. It's, it's how they learn. Um, but also, um, you know, for some people, writing it down a number of times and then burning it, you know, there's all sorts of yeah. methods that people can do. What I try to do in my sessions is get the person into a, a really relaxed space um, allow them to feel energy. I'll just pl- put my hand, cl- say, close to their chest or close to their solar plexa. Get them to feel the energy and start talking about what it is that's coming up for them. Well, what what are they? What's uncomfortable? What's what's not working for them? What's f- causing them to feel like they're feeling? Once they start, f- you know, bringing that emotion up, and then I feel the energy of it, I'll, I'll just say, well, look, you know, do you want to hold on to that? you want to let it go? And, I'll sh- and I, I start to coax them through how to let it go, um, both from a, I'll say physical, but not necessarily touching the body, but it's more showing them that that energy can go. And from, I guess, from their, in their mind as well, it's, it's using the right words, you know, either uncreating, destroying, releasing and unleashing, um, you know, letting go, freeing myself, Use of certain words resonates with different, you know, different words, different people. Um, but it's uh, just finding what works for them and helping them to, you know, use that and um, bring that into their 
into like their daily activities because when they do, they go, wow, that was amazing. And, you know, for different people, it's different things. So it's just finding the, the, the tools and the techniques that resonate with, with those people because it's not one shoe fits all, you know. Yeah. You got, you got to, there's different techniques um, and I try to be as flexible as I can. Mm. And I guess quantum energetic healing is about that. I mean, it's all about energy and you can't control energy. Energy's free, it's flowing, it's moving, it's constantly changing. And that's how I like to do any of my sessions where, when I'm working with people, even just talking to them, you know, um, allow them to find something that works for them, you know, because they might discover something or show me something that yeah. I'm unaware of. Mm. So I'm always open to that as well. And that's what it's all about because it's, it's sharing that information. It's not about anyone being better than anyone else. The reason I asked is because in the Stillness Everyday Journal, one of the things is um, the first prompt is what am I holding in your morning? What am I holding on to from yesterday that I'd like to let go of? Ah, and yes. I, find, I find a lot of the mornings, you know, I write nothing. But um, when I do have something, it's not, I mean, let it go. I feel like I've almost let it go, but it's almost I don't want to spend any of my day putting any energy whatsoever onto this absolutely it doesn't exist anymore yeah and that's a great way to do it that is a really good way to do it because you got to remember that whatever you're thinking about whatever thought feelings and emotion you've got going on for you you're emanating those out of your body mm. and if you're putting all your energy into worrying about something that doesn't happen mm. you're creating it yeah. So people will say law of attraction. I call it the law of creation. Mm. You're creating it by thinking and worrying about it. Mm. You know, fearing something, doubting something. You're you're creating a destruction of something that you really want, but then you're going to bring something in that you don't really want. You know, something you're not desiring. You don't require it anymore, or you don't even require it. Period. Mm. Um, so it's about, okay, so if something's not going real well for you, it's looking at, well, okay, so, you know, what can I do differently to change this? Um, what other things I've, I haven't, what, what haven't I thought of? Who could help me with this? Where do I need to be? What can I do different? It's about changing what your thought process is so that you start the day off. If you get up in the morning and go, oh, geez, it's going to be a heavy, hard day, it will be a heavy, hard day. Mm. But if you get up in the morning and go, wow, I'm going to have fun today, it's going to be a breeze, this, today is going to be great. Mm. You're starting off, and you, it, it's, you know, they're not affirmations, they're just questions that you're putting out. Yeah. If, if you can't, if you don't, don't know what you're going to be doing, you just put some questions out there to open your space up so that you're, you're having a day that you enjoy. You know, that all that enjoyment comes starts with you. You know, no one no one else can do that for you. They might do something that triggers you, but you know, you'd like it to trigger you in a healthy, kind way, not the yeah. um you know, the the drudgery, oh my god, here we go again type of day. Um so a lot of that comes back to how you interpret what they say. But yeah. if someone is really heavy around you, you know that. And mm. you know, and you you will try to, you know, change it by either okay, well, you know, I'm just not going to buy into what they're saying. And that's where a tool of being in allowance of what people choose, you know. Like, you, you can be in allowance, but don't be a doormat. So you don't let people walk over you. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can't be around it, that environment that, that they create is so toxic, then you can move away from it. Mm. Make a choice. Make a change. Do something different. Um, you know, even your work environment. You, there's some changes you can do and you know maybe you can't make all those changes right now but it's going okay so what would it take for me to know when it's the time's right for me mm. you know you're putting it out there you, you're putting out what you require yeah um and that's what it is that's how things create mm. you know because everyone knows that if they worry about something it generally happens mm. 
and but they don't go, wow, well, if I went the opposite, what, what would I really love to have, have show up in my life yeah. and put that amount of energy into what they would like rather yeah. than what they don't like. What I've started doing as well in the journal, it's something, I think it says what is my intention for today, but I think it's actually after seeing you, but I've started changing that. Like I, I'll write to live in my most creative self uh, or yes. to create abundance all day or if I'm like, um, if I'm super busy and I've got a lot on, I'll try to get shit done. Like, yeah, but but yeah. what I've, because what I've, kind of what's happened ever since this what else is possible question is i mean i'm always creating anyway just a million projects on the go but i've realized that you kind of need to almost create for a day and then work for three almost because you've got to get it done otherwise you're just constantly creating and not getting anything done yeah so i'm kind of in this state of like one day two days a week i'm creating and i'm just that's getting good. it done then Excellent. i rest do it and, again and that's working for you yeah you know, it works well yeah, yeah absolutely good. and if you, you start seeing some results from that then you do more of it yeah. because you're going wow this is great so that's about the what's more and greater of this yeah you know what what can i do more of and um uh, you know you you and you found those tools yourself just you know you found a way to actually start creating and you know and in life there are things that we need to be and do yeah. You know, um, sometimes there is the physical side of of action. You know, we're taking some action. The the, the key is to have awareness of um, what choices you have available to you, mm. and then picking something, and then going. If it's working, then keep using that one. But you know, what about it evolving, becoming more and greater? And and you find that if, when you're in that real positive, um, I guess, mode of um, of well, not so much thinking, but mode of actioning and mode of doing. When you're functioning from your creative side, stuff comes in and you go, wow, what, how, do, how do I think of that? You know, where did that come from? Um, because you, you, you're just opening yourself up to, you know, receiving, mm. um, but also the being and doing. When you, you know yourself, when you've, when you've gone through that emotion, you've really had a good laugh, you, you, you feel so light, your energy's super high, you, you feel great. Um, and then, but it's the opposite when you know someone's just um, you know had a shot at you and made you feel really bad and unworthy. It, it, it's all about how we perceive it and whether we take it on or not, or whether we go, "Wow, it's just interesting," and don't even buy into it. That was my. That's where I was heading with the next question. There's there's two things I want to touch on. One is the want and how it's lack. But I want to talk about that first. Um, you know, like you said, you released like someone putting like curses on me, which was spells of negativity, which I didn't wasn't aware of that they were coming, but I knew that they were probably doing that. But if someone comes to you like in the street and just abuses you and you don't engage and just don't accept it and just like almost laugh through it, do you accept it? Is it still coming to you? No, not not unless in your mind you you, you buy a point of view of it or, wow, what, what, like, or why don't they like me? Mm. You know, you go if you go into the wrongness of yourself or you judge yourself thinking that you've done something, yeah. then you'll, you'll, you'll take on some of that energy some of that some of the wording what they use you and you, you may you know uh, be stuck with whatever's going on for that person but if you're in that space where you just don't buy it it's wow what's created this not what have i done mm. you know it's well i wonder what created this I wonder what's going on in their life that's mm. made them act this way um yeah and that's a you know and then it comes down to you know some tools to be able to do that because most people would just react mm. And that's just an auto-response of our mind and body, you know. And sometimes people auto-respond violently or they go into wrongness and it takes them back to something else that's happened in their life. Because obviously, 
if someone's always been made wrong and been made to be inferior, even as a young child, they often carry that right through their life. Mm. Um, so when this happens when they get older, it just it, it's like a ripple effect that goes all the way back to the first time it happened. They may not remember it all, they just know how it feels. Mm. And it makes them feel like shit, you know, they feel unworthy, they don't feel good enough, um, mm. you know. And if someone on the street does that to them and they go, you know, straight away, mm. what? why? Why are they thinking that? Me? You know, you're buying their story. It's yeah. like watching a movie and you go, no, I don't like that movie, pause, eject, put another one in. Yeah. That's as simple as it can be, you know, like just you just don't – it's not your shit. When people are accusing you, blaming you, normally it's something they're doing themselves, something that's going on in their world and they're just venting at you. Yeah. Um, but it's um, it's certainly um, – yeah, you, you've got to distance yourself from that. Just, wow, interesting, interesting that they're being that way. Um, I mean, obviously it's a violent situation. You get yourself out of that situation. You, just know, yeah. you don't want to stand around there when someone's being physical – but certainly when they're projecting, um, you know, the certain words and the language and the behaviour, um, mm. yeah, you would you would want to move yourself out of that environment. Yeah, okay. So let's talk about um, want and how when you – because it, it is kind of something that I've um, – even when you use the right word like desire, you're still kind of – you're wanting something in a sense, but you're, you know, you're using a better word, but you're still – if you're coming out of I want that, then you actually – the only reason you – think you want it is because you think you need it yeah but need is lack and it means you're not happy with what is that's so right So, how do you juggle the law of creation or law of attraction with um you know not not asking but receiving if that makes sense yeah well i guess it's um it, with everything it's it's the intent that you put behind it like if you put out like you know i want to have money mm. but it, and it's coming from a greed and need point of view the energy you're putting behind it doesn't um, make it easy for you to be able to receive that stuff because if the energy is of force or abuse or control, we often feel that because we know when someone else is projecting that sort of energy at us. Mm. So if the energy, you, you want something rather than using those heavier words because for a better, you know, um, I think it was pre-1914, the the definition of want was to not have. So I want... <laughs> So if you go, I want to have money, the, the true definition was I want to not have money, <laughs> well, then that's why it doesn't show up. Yeah, right. um, but if you have a look at the word want, it's quite heavy. I want this, I want that, you know, and it, and it sounds heavy. It sounds yeah. controlling. What about would like? Is that Yeah, would like, I would like this to show up. That's yeah. great because – and the thing is when you – I would like that to happen, you, you're showing an appreciation and with that there's some gratefulness. The, the gratitude comes with it when something does show up. You go, yeah. wow, really, that's great. What else is possible or what would it take to have more and greater of that? It's, it's, um, it's, it, it's the use of words that resonate with you. If, if they feel controlling and heavy and pushy, mm. they generally are. Yeah. Um, it's like the need, you know, I need. Well, we, we need oxygen and we need water for our bodies to function. But the true essence of, of what is need, needy, needy, you know, needy, greedy. But if you're being need, if you're functioning from from need, um, you're functioning from lack. Mm. And, and then, so what are you really lacking? Is it because you're comparing yourself to someone else mm. or is this just something that you would like in your life that you haven't got? And that's where what you were saying before about being or doing something different to, to create that. It could be a, a physical thing you need to change or it could be just asking for, you know, even something just fun and easy to show up. I guess from a, from a need point of view, we, 
we don't really need anything, you yeah. know, um, for our bodies to function um, properly. You know, we, we require some exercise, some yeah. sunlight, some water, some food, and everyone has different um, tastes. And and that's this is the this is the thing about life. You have choice to choose those things with no force behind it. Mm. And and that's where the the words like want and need are quite forceful, controlling. Mm. You know, I want you to do this as well. I, I would like you to do it, but it's your choice. Mm. Two different ways of asking the same thing. You know, mm. um, and when you're the receiver of that, you feel the energy that someone's projecting at you, whether you believe in energy or not. You, but that's what it is. You, the words, I want you to do this, Rod, or I would like you to do this, Rod, but it's your choice. Mm. Or oh, I'd be really grateful if you could do this for me, Rod. You know, it's a, it's just a whole different way, and and it feels so much lighter for both the person that's um you know requesting or 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 desiring it, mm. and and also for the person that's receiving it. So when people use certain words towards you, you, you can receive them a lot easier when those words are a lot lighter. Mm. Um, a lot of those heavier controlling words, which are things that we've been programmed into our education system for a long time. Um, I think people are becoming more aware of that now and are starting to you know, wake up to what is, what is true and um, what we've been made to believe is true. Mm. On that, I think it's um, something that definitely helped me is the ability to like, live in this state of I don't need anything else. Like I, you know, As long as I have somewhere to sleep, whether it be my van or a room, have food and you know can pay to get around like it's really it's 500 dollars a week it's not much so you don't then you know i don't need a new car i don't need all these other things and you realize when you don't need them because you're actually happy as you are then you can spend your energy creating what you actually want in life rather than living this perpetual cycle where you're paying for things you that you think are going to fulfill you but they never do exactly because a lot of the material things are you know it's you know, cliche keeping up with the Joneses is mm. a competitiveness. What you know, like you say, what do you really need in life? But like you say, it's the things that bring joy into your life. Because you, you know, if you some people got they've got um, high paying, stressful jobs, mm. and they might be able to do that for a certain amount of time, and they think it's a good thing because they, you know, they want to be successful, they're career orientated, but then they've got a massive mortgage and all this debt to pay, and then at some stage they really don't they. They have the awareness that they don't want to really be in their job anymore, but then they stay there because they got all this debt to support, um, you know, and, and that and that is a, a a real function of want and need. And you know, I guess if you in in reality you could go well, you know, I'll sell that house and you know live in a van or buy a caravan and just travel. That's the freeing part about it. Is if you. You've just got to find what you like doing. Mm. You find, you know, because if you're not happy doing what you're doing, the only person that can change that is you. You just got to choose to go. Well, okay, I'm going to make some changes here. Mm. And look, you might not make them straight away, but you just got to know that you you're in the power seat. You're in the you're in the 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 chair where you get to choose what you would like to do. No one no one controls you. No one owns you. Um, if you don't like your job. And you, you know, you want to downsize or downgrade or whatever. Live a, live a, a life that's enjoyable, because if you're getting up each morning and you're dreading going to work, well, mm. you know, you got to look for an alternative because those things start to cause illness and disease in the body. Anything that's not easy in your life, in my world, I look at it as well. If it's not easy, it's dis-ease. So, mm. you know, stress is the, one of the biggest. Stress causes so many different illnesses and diseases in the body. 
um, and it, you know, triggers different hormones and things in your body, and you know, there's there's, there's so many things that can go. Let's on. talk about stress then, because at the moment, I would say I would probably be busier than I've ever been before. But if we take it back a year ago, I probably had you know a half on my plate, maybe close, but I was stressed and I was getting sick all the time. I did have a kind of stressful relationship, but what creates the stress? Like how much? Like is it a is it a mindset around, oh, I've got so much to do, I, got, I can't do it all, how am I going to manage it all, or is it... Well, it can be, it can be a combination. It can be because if, it, with stress, it's about, um, you, you know, you, you could be worrying about something, worrying about not getting something done, worrying about a deadline, <clears throat> fear of failure, um, or if you're creating doubt. You, you, we've got all these emotions that go on, so, you know, even like anger, rage, fury, hate, blame, shame, regret, guilt, fear, doubt... All of those things are learnt behaviours. They're not behaviours that we're born with. Yeah. So when we start functioning with those, we start to what we call stress out because we're not in a place where we're just we're doing and being and we're happy. We're pretty much the complete opposite. But it's having a look at so you know the reason that you're doing that. Well, you know well, why am I doing this? If if you're in a job where you're really busy and you love it, you don't feel stressed because it's a challenge and you you thrive and you might get some success. You get some runs on the board and, and you're busy, but you're not you're not energetically or physically stressed. Mm. You're, you're busy, but you enjoy it. Mm. Whereas if you're flat out and you don't feel like you're making any ground and then you're worrying about things and then you start to get frustrated and angry all those emotions create a lot of acidity in the body and hence when we when our bodies are more acidic we're more prone to illness and disease whereas if the body's more alkaline it's like we're functioning at ease so you either have the turbulent waters or calm flowing waters that's the way i look at it um, so if in your mind, if you're calm and flowing, you go, "Wow, this is good." And there's a few challenges, and it's but but you're in you're in control of your own life, and and you you're you're happy because if you're not happy, you got to look at it. And you, well, well, who am I doing this for? Because I'm certainly not doing it for myself. Mm. And and that's where I think you know we need to come back to the basics because a lot of that um, a lot of the stresses that are in our world. We've created on ourselves, but a lot of it's around society, you know, what we've brought up believing. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of changes you can make to release stress, exercising, but if you're still going back to the toxic environment, yeah. whether it be a relationship or a job, if you're still in that environment, you're only band-aiding the, yeah. the fixes. You, you've, with all of it, you've got to get, what's the root cause? What's the root cause of my stress? Okay, yeah. I'm not happy in the relationship. Um can we evolve and change a relationship or is it, well, I've just got to get out of this relationship? You know, as I say, there's, a, there's so many factors. There's no, there's, no, there's no one answer. But it's looking at if I'm stressed, well, this isn't healthy. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it's not the stress like people will call good healthy stress. stress it, there's a difference between, you know, as I said before, panicking, worrying. Mm. Whereas if you're excited and you just, wow, you just want to get it done. Yeah. The, the energy that you feel in your body is completely different. You are excited about getting something done versus, oh, you're dreading it or you're mm. worrying about it. It, it. The energy on it itself, it just feels totally different. Mm. And people know that. They resonate with what they enjoy versus what they don't enjoy. I think what you said before the podcast about um, when you have a group meditation and you, you have like an idea but you don't have the set plan because nothing goes nothing actually goes to plan, I think understanding that in real life and because like at the start of obviously any entrepreneurial journey, you kind of, 
you know, you're a bit doubtful, oh, what if this doesn't work? But um, like you're fearing all the unknown. But as you carry on the journey, you realize that no matter how much you plan, <laughs> it's never going to plan. So you almost want to plan as a compass. But then when you hit the struggles, you're just constantly creating the, you're getting through the obstacles. Oh, for sure. Um, because, yeah, if you make a plan and you try and stick to it, guarantee you're going to struggle because it will not be like that <laughs> oh that's right and i think that's life in general isn't it you, you, you know you can have um a lot of form and structure in place but um and you're measuring yourself against that you know success and failure but but what if it was just an evolving plan you know like well, well nature's not nature's no. not rigid and exactly that's right it's having the flexibility in there you know you go well okay you come up against a, a barrier, well, okay, what comes down to choice then? Well, what can I change here? You know, what other choices have I got here? What can I change? And if you don't have the answer, you know, maybe there's someone else that you can ask for for some guidance. Mm. But often we already know which way we're going to go um, and we're waiting for someone to say it almost to give us reassurance. Mm. But if you can get into your quiet space, even like in the meditation, you know, where you just okay, what's, what's required to change this? Uh, what else is possible that I've never imagined or never thought of? Um, you know, you're, you're opening, uh, opening yourself up to what I call the quantum entanglement, so it's just out into the universe, for a better word. You'll have the awareness because you're opening yourself up to know stuff that you may not have known before. Mm. And, it, and it could even be that you did know it, but you've shunned it away because maybe once before you did it and you were in, made, made to look or feel embarrassed about it, mm. So you decided, oh, I'm not going to do that again. But what if that? What if that is what's required now? You should be able to just go. Well, I'm going to do it with, with through no feeling of embarrassment or feeling mm. wrong about it. Because um, at the end of the day, you're the person that knows what's fun for you, what feels mm. right for you, what you like to do, what you enjoy. Um, and it's only things that are in our mind that generally will stop us. You know, we we don't want to be judged. We don't want to. Um, function from an expectation because even with an expectation if you have an expectation on someone else and they don't do it you get disappointed mm. well don't have an expectation on someone just like well if they like to do it great if they don't want to do it well, great mm. um you know it, it's we've got to be more passive around choices and um not so aggressive and and strict on things i mean obviously if you're building a boat or building a house there's certain things you've got to build and conform with but if you come up against a problem you go okay um you use a little bit of initiative mm. initiative intuitiveness whatever you want to call it you you we find ways to get things done but you know that if you rush it and force it mm. it never turns out as yeah. good as what you what you would like it to be i found that with um you know people that are perfectionists mm. you know perfection is a lie because if you're a perfectionist, you'll never, ever, it will never, ever be good enough. You'll always be striving, raising the bar, making it better. So, you know, perfection is a lie. It's like, you know, um, it's doing the best you can and then you go, well, that's pretty good. And if you want to, if you choose to change it because you want to, you know, make it even better or improve it, good. But don't beat yourself up. So it's a waste of time and get angry and frustrated and depressed because yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, it Look, there may, there may be some... Um, extenuating circumstances that cause that weren't you maybe weren't thinking about what you were doing maybe the products you're using weren't as quite as good as you know it could be something as simple as that but too often we go into our yeah. our own uh why didn't i get this right why you know why does this always happen to me they're conclusions because what you're doing is you're judging yourself for something that you may have done in the past and you're functioning from those rather than 
what is possible that you could do differently now the fear of judgment i think holds a lot of people back but when i when i think of all these things we're talking about i think about like almost stages of the last 10 years on when i learned that and it's almost like i remember probably 10 years ago people saying this you know don't live in the fear of other people's judgment you won't do anything but um, what did I read? Joe Dispenza said the other day that knowledge is only wisdom through experience. Otherwise, it's just philosophy. Absolutely. And I think it's you have to actually go and experience it. So if you're scared to maybe go on a podcast, which I know my dad is for some reason, but it's like <laughs> you should acknowledge it and then just go and do the podcast. Yeah, just have a go at it. I mean, what's the worst thing? You can go, oh, well, that one wasn't as good as what I thought it was going to be or yeah. wasn't. Or you get on there and you go, wow, that was really easy. I enjoyed it. You, you don't know until you give it a go. That's that's, right. that's my philosophy. I mean, you've, and as I say, if there's no intention to hurt or harm anyone, then yeah. why not have a go at it? You know, you're not putting yourself in danger. Fear and danger are two completely different things, you know. And a lot of people, res- like it's, you know, I didn't know what to expect from this, but people message all the time, you know. Um, really like the podcast and whatever. The other thing that kind of, we talked about it yesterday on the podcast was just all about death. But if you kind of acknowledge and really come to terms with the fact you're going to die, then what are you waiting for? Like, just do it. <laughs> like, what are you scared of when you're dead? They're not going to judge you. That's right. Yeah. Well, I, heard, I was listening to something the other day, you know, um, oh, I'm just trying to, Bob Proctor was talking about, you know, um, everything that you own and that, that you have, you mm. when you die, you live to someone else. But everything that you be is with you forever. Yeah, right. You know, and and, then, and that's so true because, um, you know, if we're an infinite being or a soul and we live on, no one can prove that, but mm. we all have different belief systems. But, um, you know, I think if you're here to live a life and, you know, these days, you know, if you live in... A lot of people live into the 80s and 90s. You might as well live and enjoy your life rather than being miserable, bored. You know, try things. You know, it's, um, give it a go, you know. And look, if it's something you don't really want to do, then don't do it. Mm. But but don't bag other people out for them doing it. And that's where judgment can come in. But judgment can also be, you know, we judge people because of of our own experiences, our own mm. insecurities, um, and that's where a lot of judgment... Because judgment is just to control. People judge you to control you, either to do what they want you to do or for you not to do what you do because it's it comes back to, well, when you, you become successful and they're not, it's all about them, not you. Mm. So they're controlling you not to be successful by judging you. Mm. Whereas look, people can have opinions, but, you know... Um, as long as their, their, their comments are, are, I guess, are constructive and not personal attacks, yeah. they, you know, they can say, well, I don't believe that. Well, that's fine. They don't have to. But um, it's no use taking away other people's belief systems because if that's working for them and they're, um, and they're happy in their life yeah. and they're willing to try things and do things different, well, so be it. There's so much that we could do in life that we don't do. We're only here for a short time, really. But you see a lot of older people, you know, go out parachuting and stuff like that because they yeah. just want to try it. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and they go, well, it's the inner child. You know, inside, I don't feel like I'm 80 or 90 years of age. And good on them. Yeah. You know, their bodies might be a little bit frailing and, you know, falling apart, but... Geez, they still have a go, and that's what it's all about. Just you know, living the best life that you can, and it doesn't matter whether you're you know rich or poor. There's, you know, I I think that's that that comes down to the material stuff. It's I think a happy, healthy life is you know is more important than having a rich life where you you're bored and you you, you struggle and you're judging and you you're never happy. Yeah. You're trying to make out on the surface, like through social media, that you're happy, but is that really you? Or is it just something you're portraying? Yeah. 
you know, because a lot of it is illusionary stuff, you know, um, and, and unfortunately, a lot of people live in that world. Just to um, what's the word? Wig a lot of them, a lot of the listeners out, and probably turn them all off. Let's talk about the fifth dimension. Ah, yes. Okay. <laughs> so, how? Well, what's the di- what's what's it all about? What's the difference between that and the third? And what do you see? How do you see the world changing because of it? Well, I guess at the moment, I mean, the, the in this in the, the the way we live at the moment is very third dimensional. Um, functionality um fifth moving into fifth dimensional is more it's more a in raising your consciousness in in terms of the physical things uh, what's going to happen to our bodies and how our bodies change from third dimension to fifth dimension is um i guess is it's yet to be proven um but i i do believe that our bodies do change how how do i describe that that's a it's a hard one um but i know it's more around raising your level of consciousness um, about you know taking yourself out of what we just believe is it. Like, is this just it, what we have here on planet Earth? Is this just our calling to just live in now and not experience anything beyond our mind? Um, I, I think we're educated and controlled and, and shut down for so many centuries now that what is available and what is the truth there's a lot of stuff out there that we don't know however by raising our consciousness when as we raise our consciousness into a, like a different dimension we start becoming aware of stuff that um, has been suppressed and I think the the fact that people around the world now there's a lot of people that are waking up there's a lot that have been awake for some time um, but everyone, everyone's vibration changes at, uh, at different rates and it, it's all about, you know, making... It, it's about being lighter in terms of um, what you believe and like not trying to control things and being destructive. It's more um, people um, being in more allowance of what other people are doing and being kinder to each other. But I think that, you know yourself when you feel lighter, you've, you you just... You're happy. Um, you're just carefree. If you if you can can actually get into um, you know you get in with some meditative groups and you just sort of you bliss out. That's raising your consciousness. The fifth the fifth dimension in itself. Um, whether that, that whether that's something physical, a physical change. Um, my own my own belief is not a physical change, but it's more at a, a conscious. A consciousness level change. Yep. So as our consciousness raises, we ascend into functioning more from our, mi- our minds and our bodies fifth dimensionally. We're still in a third dimension, and, and how that's going to look down the track, um, I don't really know. Because I think we're at that. I think we've actually co- crossed the critical mass point that we needed. Because you didn't need everyone to wake up or everyone yep. to be conscious for yep. um, for us to ascend into a, a fifth dimension. Um, consciously so i think there's enough people awake now that's i think you know it was only needed there's a tipping point right it's even yeah. in, um oh, i can't even think what it is but there's a tipping point on that curve and it's almost like one it's only one percent i think yeah it's very small it doesn't have to be a lot and i think we have enough people there's enough people around the world you see it now and social media is good for that because it's allowed a lot of people to connect uh, but you also get a lot of people in there that um, infiltrate those Mm, yeah. You know those groups and um, what, share a lot of um, of you know distruths. Yeah, yeah. What's happening in? Um, I mean, you can see it happen all around the world at the moment. But 
how like what's happening in Canada is pretty gnarly. Yeah. But um, what I, how I like to explain it because I think good's already won. Um, but what I'm kind of explaining it back to is in like a movie, you know how the bad's kind of winning most of the time, but then at the end, the good's starting to take back. But the bad just keeps throwing like everything. They're just like throwing shit because they got nothing left. That's right. And they, their good still wins. Yeah, they, they, it's almost like they're going to go down with a fight regardless. Yeah. They, yeah. They'll just fight tooth and then they'll never agree to the good. Yeah. You know, they, they're just bad and they're bad and they'll fight it through to the end. And I guess for people looking... But are they, are they bad or are they unconscious to believe? Like, do you reckon there's... Well, I think, I think there's a combination of both. I, I think there are some... There are some evil beings in the world. I mean, I've I've seen some of them energetically, and also I've seen some beings that are pretty evil. Um, I don't believe that the majority of people are bad. I, th- I I think they do bad things. They're good people doing bad things, or they're just doing it because they're not aware. They and a lot of them are unconscious. A lot of them are so indoctrinated with um, what they've been taught or what they believe, what they see on TV. They don't really know what the truth is, and it's trying to get the truth out to people, um, so that people can know that there is something else available rather than what we're just seeing. Um, and yeah, well, I agree. I think we that we have tipped over that point now. But what happens is you're still going to have things like that are going on in Canada because I think those become like shock tactics. And they'll, they'll actually have a ripple effect and start waking up a lot of other people yeah. that aren't awake. Yeah. Uh, because it, what happens is a lot of people put their head in the sand until it affects someone close to them, either mm-hmm. themselves or someone close to them. So the more that this happens, the more that people are going to wake up. Yeah. It's, there's no time frame on it. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't see it. I think it's, it's happened. And then we've got, we've got the fallout from a lot of this now. You know, a lot of the, there's a lot of people that have struggled through these isolation periods and that, you know. But that, that purely was to create a lot of separation. And, but also, if you look at it from the good side, maybe the isolation was yeah, good yeah. because there was a lot of stuff that was able to get done yeah. when people weren't out on the streets. So, yeah. you know, there's... Self-reflection as well. And absolutely. Being alone is important. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, interesting. Any final words? If anyone wants to kind of get in touch with you, you they don't need to be from the Sunshine Coast. No, you no. can do things over Zoom. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I've done. Um, I can do it over telephone. You know, I can just do a call. A lot of people like to do Zooms, or um, you know, so you can do it face to face through the net. So I've done. Yeah, I've got clients all over Australia that I mm-hmm. talk to, um, and through that created some good friendships there too you know because people confide in you as well you know and but it just opens doors to connections to other people mm. but um yeah people can either contact me th- um through yourself rod you can share yeah. my my phone number with those people or my email address um and also on um, on facebook i've got quantum energetic healing on facebook which has got all my information as well yep um cool we might yeah. we might put in the um spotify in the link just put a link to your facebook or something yeah that'd be great right thank cool. you awesome well thanks for coming on that was a great chat <laughs> <laughs> no no worries mate hopefully there's some value for people yeah that's it i mean people just take out of it what they require even if they just get one little thing out of it planting that's seeds it. that's all it is mate it's all it is and and as i say everyone has choice you know and that's what it should be about everyone should be able to choose and have a good life awesome thank you no worries thank you rod cheers